0: This morning, Brisbane
2: underwater, homes swamped, drivers trapped, the East Coast flooding emergency goes from bad to worse. A man rescued, as his houseboat is carried away by a raging torrent. Evacuated in the middle of the night, Lismore's levee set to be breached, the crisis extends south of the border. Also this morning, frightening new developments out of the war in Ukraine. Vladimir Putin puts Russia's nuclear forces on high alert. And international backlash. Thousands of protesters hit the streets.
3: This is 7 News with Jody Spears.
2: Good morning. We begin with breaking news. The East Coast flooding emergency has gone from bad to worse. Almost a thousand Queensland schools are closed today, and tens of thousands of homes are expected to be swamped. South of the border, parts of Lismore were evacuated in the dead of the night, with the levee set to be breached. It's being described as the worst flooding disaster in half
4: a century. Thank you carried by an unforgiving torrent. Oh no. A houseboat with a man still on it.
1: Jump off. Is he going to
4: jump off? Then horror. Oh, get, up. Get, up! Get, up. Get,
0: off, get up. Get up. Get up! Get, up. Get, up. Oh God,
4: get up. The boat flips and is sucked underwater at Kangaroo Point in Brisbane. The man in his 70s was pulled from peril half a kilometer away. The flooding emergency taking more than just boats, homes inundated. My bedroom. <laughs> So we've recently renovated and made an inside pool. Roads cut off. This moray field driver decided to brave the water only to need help getting to the shallows. This couple also stranded, firefighters pulling them from their car. In some streets, it's not just water doing the damage. Manhole covers rattling as water rushes below. At Gallipoli Barracks, a whirlpool opened up. You had to see it to believe it. West of Brisbane, thousands of megalitres spilling from the Inogra Dam. So much rain in so little time, bringing unlikely friends together in times of need. At Gympie, this flood is officially the city's worst in more than a century.
0: No-one in living memory has seen it get
2: as high as this.
4: In the Lockyer Valley, Grantham is no better off.
2: There's no way you get across there. And the water goes as far as the eye can see.
4: The setting of one remarkable rescue where this man, Leo, was pulled from the rapids by a stranger.
2: Bobbing up and down in the water and there was times when I thought he was gone completely.
4: The storm not without casualties. At least six people have already died. The search for a man missing from Lismore in northern New South Wales is ongoing. Residents there were told to leave their homes by 10 o'clock last night as evacuations began in many flood-prone areas.
3: We're going now before we have to be taken out.
4: Help is on its way, 30 Sydney volunteers touching down in Brisbane. Jacinta Lee, 7 News. Now to pictures just into the newsroom. This was the
2: Lismore CBD a short time ago. Cars are underwater. Rescuers are going from vehicle to vehicle, checking to see if there's anyone inside. The Bureau of Meteorology is predicting flood levels will reach 13.5 metres by this afternoon. That's higher than both the 2017 and 1974 floods which crippled the city. More breaking news now. There's been a dramatic escalation in the war in Ukraine, with Vladimir Putin putting Russia's nuclear forces on high alert. The worrying new development comes after Ukraine's president agreed to talks with Russia as Moscow's troops draw closer to Kiev. Meantime, there's been heavy fighting in the city of Kharkiv with the regional governor claiming Ukrainian forces have repelled a Russian attack. As the situation on the ground becomes more desperate, thousands of Ukrainians, are crossing the border into Poland. The Russian invasion has prompted an extraordinary response across Europe. Anti-war demonstrations like this one in Berlin drawing tens of thousands of people. The US has slammed Vladimir Putin's decision to put his nuclear forces on high alert as totally unacceptable. Let's go live now to US Bureau Chief Ashley Mullaney in Washington. Good morning, Ash. It's alarming rhetoric from the Russian leader.
1: Good morning, Jody. It is a significant escalation in tensions between Russia and the West, coming after the United States and its allies announced these crippling economic sanctions on uh, sanctions on Vladimir Putin, those in his inner circle, uh, and major Russian banks too. Uh, asked this morning, uh, the U- U.S. Uh, Uh, ambassador to the UN was asked if she believed that Russia was capable of using uh, biological weapons and she said she believed he was capable of anything. Uh, This was the White House response this morning after that news from Vladimir Putin. This is really a pattern that we've seen from President Putin through the course of this conflict, which is uh, manufacturing threats that don't exist in order to justify further aggression. And the global community and the American people should look at it through that prism. Behind the scenes, the White House is looking at imposing further sanctions on Russia as early as today. Uh, The world united behind Ukraine and against Russian aggression. But here on on home soil, America's uh, bitter political divisions have been laid bare once again overnight uh, with the former president uh, addressing a conservative conference in Florida uh, and condemning this time the actions taken against Ukraine. Take a listen. The Russian attack on Ukraine is appalling. It's an outrage and an atrocity that should never have been allowed to occur. Of course, he's smart, but the real problem is that our leaders are dumb. Dumb. As the situation escalates in Ukraine, the US president isn't here at the White House. He's at his family home in Delaware. The White House says uh, this morning he uh, received a phone call from his vice president, his national security team, to discuss the latest developments on the ground. Jody.
2: OK, Ash Mullaney in Washington. Thank you. Australia will join a growing list of countries funding the supply of weapons to the Ukrainian government. Scott Morrison announcing a significant step up in support just days after saying only non-lethal aid would be provided.
3: We'll be seeking to provide whatever support we can for lethal aid through our NATO partners, particularly the United States and the United Kingdom.
2: The Prime Minister also confirmed the federal government will fast track Ukrainian visa applications. More pictures just into the newsroom now. An elderly woman has been rescued in East Brisbane after her low-lying home was flooded. A swift water crew came to the 97-year-old's aid, giving her a lift by boat back to dry land, one of dozens of jobs they've been called to overnight. Heavily armed police were brought in to quell a riot at the privately run Acacia Prison east of Perth last night. Cells were set on fire, sending smoke pouring from one of the buildings as several inmates climbed onto the roof. Firefighters were pelted with projectiles, but no injuries were reported. The unrest came after five staff and two inmates tested positive for coronavirus and COVID quarantine measures were enforced. Trains across Sydney will return to their regular weekday timetable this morning following the network-wide disruption. There will be close to 3,000 services a day, which is three times the number of trains that were running last week. Talks between Sydney trains and the rail union over industrial action are ongoing. It can be prescribed for chronic pain and now medicinal cannabis is being trialled to help autistic children. A Perth-based study is seeing positive results in some patients who've exhausted other options.
4: For parents of children diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder, finding a treatment that doesn't have other side effects can be challenging but now cannabis oil is being explored as an option with a new product available in Australia as part of a clinical trial.
2: We're using very small doses and titrating that is starting very low and slowly getting up to a dose where it's effective and that enables us to be able to get the most effective
0: dose with the fewest side effects.
4: For Amor Staines, it's been a lifeline. Her son Austin was diagnosed with autism when he was eight. We had tried every drug that was available. Uh, It would work, then stop working, or Austin would have quite severe side effects. Six years later, his quality of life was showing no signs of improvement. He was going to school less because he just couldn't handle being at school a whole day due to a myriad of, of issues, but mainly behavioural. That was when Amour took matters into her own hands, discovering the HOPE One trial at the start of last year. The effect that it is having for him significantly outweighs the benefit of any medication that he has been on in the past. But it's not for everyone.
2: Of the patients we've recruited, three have dropped out because of side effects. So this
0: isn't a drug that doesn't have side effects and it's not a drug that is for everyone.
4: For more information on the trial, contact Emerald Clinics. Gemma Veroni, 7
2: News. Checking finance now. The Dow Jones finished the week higher. The Nasdaq also up. In London, the FTSE added and Germany's DAX gained. On the commodities market, gold is trading at US$1,890 US an ounce. Oil is US$92 a barrel. The Aussie dollar buying seventy two point three six dollars 36 83.6 Japanese yen and US$1.07 New Zealand. China has launched a record 22 satellites into space on board a single rocket. A modified version of China's long March 8 rocket blasted off and flew for 15 minutes before deploying all 22 of the satellites into orbit. China says they'll be used for tasks such as environmental monitoring and forest fire prevention. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex have been given a civil rights award in Los Angeles. The the award from the National Association for the Advancement of Coloured People is for Distinguished Public Service. Share a
3: commitment to a life of service, a responsibility to confront injustice and a belief that the most often overlooked are the most important to listen to.
2: The royal couple was recognised for their work to help a women's shelter and their promotion of COVID vaccine equity. Cadbury, Australia is celebrating 100 years of making scrumptious chocolate for the world to devour. What started as a tiny Tasmanian factory has become a manufacturing giant, producing 200 million blocks a year.
3: Jamie Salter has worked at Australia's biggest chocolate factory for 35 of its 100 years. Milestones on their own, but since the pandemic, there's not much time to stop and celebrate. It was like toilet paper, right? People going for your toilet paper, you see a big growth in chocolate. So a lot of chocolate sales going up. When we visit, they're making marvellous creation blocks, jellies and popping candy mixed with chocolate into moulds, then wrappers and boxes. Wouldn't it be... You'll find Cadbury's Chocolate HQ in the northern suburbs of Hobart, close to cow farms that provide the milk. This building's been here longer than almost everyone, and almost everyone here has a connection. My father's the longest term, he was around 49 years, Um, but most of my family work here. I actually met my wife here. From the really old days to, well, slightly less old days, fads come and go. Just in time for Easter, it's a little mini eggs product, which is fantastic. The most popular product has barely changed. Cadbury dairy milk, the plain old dairy milk. People love it. Tasmanians eat the most chocolate, 5.1 kilos each a year. That's about 28 blocks. In Victoria and New South Wales, it's a bit less. From this small pocket in Hobart comes 60,000 tonnes of chocolate each year. Most of that consumed in Australia and New Zealand, but some is exported to Japan, Malaysia and Pakistan. This is an Australian story now more than a century old. It's great for the community to have a plant like this here in Tasmania. Blake Johnson, 7 News. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.
0: Let's get this dinner party started.
2: To sport now and amid tight security, Pat Cummins and his team have arrived for Australia's historic tour of Pakistan. Under police escort, buses took the 35-man squad from Islamabad Airport to the team hotel.
1: You know, before arriving here, it was not only security but biosecurity and, yeah, everyone's done a fantastic job, so... We feel like, yeah, we're here, we can just concentrate
4: on the cricket.
2: While the Aussies relax on phones and under masks, 4,000 police have surrounded their team hotel. It's Australia's first visit to the strife-torn cricket-mad country since 1998. The first test starts on Friday. The Melbourne Storm have some injury worries heading into the first round of the NRL season. Young half Cooper Johns failed to finish the trial against Newcastle in Ballarat, suffering from a shoulder injury. Recruit Xavier Coates was taken off under concussion protocols, while star fullback Ryan Pappenhausen may not be over an ankle injury.
1: It's to a bit touch and go Perhaps I saw him running yesterday, he's still quite a bit ginger. So, look, he's. Um, I like to give him a 50-50 chance at this stage.
2: The Knights have their own concerns. Centre Bradman Best suffered an ankle injury. The Storm proved too good in the final warm-up, winning 24-10. Tyron Wishart, the son of former Blue and Kangaroo Rod, getting his name on the scoreboard. Carlton star Darcy Vessio has made AFLW history, becoming the first player to kick 50 career goals. Vessio kicked two in two minutes in the Blues' 18-point win over the Giants to reach the milestone.
3: So there is the race to 50. Vessio gets the milestone. What a wonderful moment for
2: Brisbane set the highest ever AFLW score, thrashing West Coast 98-24. Western United are back on top of the A-League table after beating Perth Glory 2-0 in Launceston. The Western Australians could only manage two shots on target as United made the most of their chances.
3: Five yards out is number five, Dylan Correus, and he scores his first of the season.
2: United are one point clear of Melbourne City, Perth are 10th. Rafael Nadal's best ever start to a year just keeps on getting better. The Australian Open champion extended his winning streak to 15 matches in Mexico. Englishman Cameron Norrie lost his composure in the final against a relentless Nadal. The Spanish superstar won in straight sets 6-4, (laughs) 6-4.
3: Rafael Nadal is Mr. Invincible.
2: Nadal's now both the youngest and the oldest winner of the Mexican Open, winning his first title at 18 and his fourth at 35. Rafa's 91st ATP title also earned him a nice new sombrero. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, troughs will generate showers and storms in the northern tropics, southeast Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, Tasmania, and South Australia, some intense. Tropical cyclone Annika should redevelop, bringing intense rain and winds to the northwest tropics. A trough in the west will take heat from the west coast further inland. Around the capitals today, a shower or two in Brisbane heading for a top of 29 degrees, showers and 25 in Sydney, showers and 24 in Canberra, humid and partly cloudy in Melbourne heading for a top of 26. Humid with showers developing in Hobart, 22 the top, Adelaide showers and 27, Perth mostly sunny 36 degrees and showers and a possible storm 31 in Darwin.